All right, good morning again. Let's go ahead and find our seats. Um, as I said, it's a little bit warm in here, so you, you'll notice. So we have these little uh, indicators you can see if the, the blower is working, and it's a little uh, silver string right there. So there's, there's one up there that's on. That's the only one that's cooling this room. So if you want to like be in the direct line, you can like sit over there uh, of the AC. If you don't care, it'll eventually kind of. I mean, it's making its way around, but uh, um, it'll it'll move it. It's just it's we're working at half capacity in here right now. Um, it's the only one in the building that's not working, so far as I know. Um, but that's also like the oldest AC in the building. We replaced that side last year. I think, or the year before. This one has not been replaced in a long time, so maybe a project for us to do there. Uh, but praise the Lord for some AC. It's not as hot in here as it is out there, uh, and you've got shade as well. Praise the Lord. Um, but we have had some folks who have been helping out, as we said, at Convoy of Hope. Uh, this is really a, a sending we, when, I, when I announced this two weeks ago, I said, we are sending these people. Um, this is a sending. Go and do. You know, I said, who's going to say Hinani? Here I am, Lord. Send me. Right? This is a sending to, to Plainview. And so we sent them, and, and we were praying for them. And they went, before, they went this morning early enough that we didn't get together ahead of time to, to pray for them. Um, I did pray for my wife and kids as I, as I sent them out of my house this morning uh, over there. Um, but uh, we've got a couple of folks that are, are, are back already cause they, as they've been wrapping up this morning. And so I'll say I have an early testimony uh, to share with you uh, from the Convoy of Hope this morning. Um, we may have some later as others arrive back. But I wanted to give Lena Drake and David Drake, you guys want to come on up here? Um, a chance to share uh, an early testimony of what the Lord was doing, uh, both with them and with those they were ministering to. So um, if you don't know Lena, this is Lena Drake uh, and, uh, and her husband David. So uh, I'll just let you guys talk and share with us. Well, um, do I? Oh, I got to hold it up. I'm sorry. To tell you a little bit why, about why I went this morning, I have to tell you a little bit about myself. Um, when I was 19 years old, I was a teenage unwed mother. I was pregnant. Um, Sam McVeigh actually baptized me when I was seven months pregnant. So when they said, who wants to go help Sam, I was first in line. Um, at 19... I was a stripper. I was not doing very good things, and they turned my life around. They introduced me to God. And the ability to do anything to pay back what they gave me, what they showed me, I would jump at it. So David and I got up at 6 o'clock this morning and went down there. And when we got there, they were having a meeting and setting up. And 
We filled bags and bags full of food. We had backpacks. We set up tents. Um, and then I got to work in the prayer tent. And I got to hand out Bibles to everyone. We handed out hundreds of Bibles. And some people chose to come in and get prayed for, some did not. But one that really stuck with me was there was a young woman who had a couple of kids with her and she was pregnant and I brought her to Annette so that she could get prayed for and um, she did not have a place to stay. During the course of this morning, Marty, the guy from the altar that does Convoy of Hope, made a couple of contacts and we got this woman and her kids someplace to stay. And just the looks on some of these faces as, as people were praying for them. I haven't felt that close to God in 20 years. And it changed something in me. I don't know if I did anything for them, but I know it changed me. And I am grateful for having the experience. So it's a really good cause, and I'm glad I got to be a part of it. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. I just want to pray for you, Lena and, and, and David. Um, you guys can stay right here. Just, I just want to just bless you because, Lord, I just thank you for Lena. I thank you for David. I just thank you for their willingness to, to hear your call, Lord, and go and act and do, um, and to serve you to, and to pray for others. But um, we know, Lord, and, and Leah's testimony, I praise you, Lord, that uh, uh, sometimes when we, when we take that step of faith to go and serve, that you change us more than you change the people that we're serving, Lord. Um, and I thank you for that and, and the, the, the work that you're doing in their hearts, Lord, and that you would continue to do this work of, of continued transformation into the image of Messiah Yeshua in them. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Love you guys. Well, we got a, anybody else that came back Any uh, that, that has a testimony to share? I've seen a couple of others trickle in. You want to share something? Is there something you want to share that, that, that you felt the Lord was doing uh, at the Convoy of Hope this morning? All right, so my thing that I was going to share with you is today at the Convoy of Hope, there was this kid who was walking through, and we were sitting at the we were sitting by the cooler at the front desk, handing out Bibles and giving water to them. And he came up, and his family was with him. And um, we asked if we could pray for their family, and their parents didn't want to, but he did. And so we prayed for him, and he said that his parents didn't believe really in God, and so we prayed that his parents would come to know the Lord, and I just want to tell you that you can pray for that kid. I don't know what his name is, but pray that his family will come to know Yeshua. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Cohen. Um, that's not all we did. Um, we actually prayed for a couple of people. In fact, my best friend counted how many we prayed, how many families we prayed for. We pray for eight. Ten? Ten? Oh, okay. Ten families. <laughs> That's awesome. 
there's also this other kid. He he didn't look old. He was like um, about five at most. He got lost and he didn't have his parents. He was trying to find them, so he went to one of the leaders and um, the leader took the microphone and uh, tried to call his parents. But me and Cohen don't know if he actually found his parents, so that's another thing you can pray for. Thank you, boys. And I, I just want to say, uh, Jack and Cohen, that I'm really excited that you guys were also uh, responding to the call of the Lord. Um, you know, you you both, I, I, I didn't tell you, and I know Cohen, I didn't tell you, tell you like, you're going to go and do this. I didn't make you go do this. I don't know, Jack, if if that happened to you, if you're, if this was a forced thing or not, but, uh, <laughs> but the call of the Lord is on your lives, and he's calling you to, to share the good news, the gospel with others, and what you were doing this morning is exactly that, and there's also this other guy who, um, some of the people who work there um, were actually proud of us that we were praying for people. So one of the guys said, um, uh, here, let me, get, let me get you guys to pray for. So he wanted us to pray for guys that he was going to give to us to pray. Do we have pictures from this morning? Is that, are these some photos from this morning? Yeah? Well, I just wanted to say, boys, that... Um, you're never, it, these, these guys are not too young to serve. They're not too young to be used by the Lord. Um, at their age, of, you guys are 11, 12 years old now, 11 years old, you're about to turn 12. Um, that's not too young. Uh, and, and we're not too old to serve the Lord either um, in, in these ways. And so thank you for your example of service, your example of stepping out in faith for us. Um, that makes me excited. I hope that makes you guys excited too and encourages you guys um, to know that, you know, sometimes we're like, man, this next generation is just lost. They're not. We got guys. The Lord's doing some work. He's doing some work in these guys, so praise the Lord for that. And I know some of our young ladies went too, um, but uh, I don't know if they're going to share, but Zach, you wanna, anything you want to share? Um, okay, so today um, I was just working a lot on helping with the food, um, giving people the food and sorting it out and just praying for the people that were walking by that really needing the food, and I was thankful to God that um, he had led them there so that we could minister to them and that we could provide for their needs, whether it was for their needs for the school year or for or whether it was just for their breakfast today, and I was just really thankful um, that God just led this opportunity um, for me and for my friends to 
minister to these people in Plainview. So there were these little books there. I'm pretty sure these young men also told you. They were the combination of the four Gospels about Jesus. And after being there for a while, I decided I wanted to pass those out. So I went and grabbed a few. And within five minutes, they were gone. So I went and grabbed more. And as soon as I would hand them to one family, as soon as I would hand them to one family, more or would want them. Mostly, though, I saw that it was kids, little children, smaller than this. And they would all want the little books. They ran into a small family, and there was two little girls in there. And I gave the father one book and, a, and one of the books to a little girl. And, she would, and the older girl wanted it too. She was like, I want, I want it. I want it too. And the little girl was like, I don't want to share. I want it. So I had to give her more. So it was just so cool that all the little children would want it because God said, to see, enter the kingdom of God, you must be like one of these. So all these little children wanted it because they're a gift from God, and I really thank him for that. Mm -hmm. Amen. You know, I, I know that the Lord uses children to bring entire families uh, to him and to salvation. Sometimes we as adults, we think we're too smart, and we, uh, we, we don't pay attention to what the Lord is doing and saying, um, but he uses our kids to uh, grab our attention sometimes. Um, and maybe this is the case with some of these families where the kids received these Bibles, the kids received these books, um, and, uh, and they're going to, the Lord will do a transforming work in the kids and in the parents uh, through these. Um, and you know, another thing I was thinking about, Elaine, as you were talking about handing out food, is that uh, the Lord will use us to meet the physical needs of people, to meet the spiritual needs. Can you think of any time when Yeshua met the, the physical needs of people uh, in, as he met also the spiritual needs? The feeding of the 5,000. Right, the feeding of the 5,000. And he did that more than once, where he fed thousands of people. Um, so handing out food is a good thing. Um, it's it's a, a way to it's a way to also meet their needs and and we were reminded in our Torah study this morning too we were reading about the 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 Sabbath year the year of the Jubilee and how we were reminded that that what we have is not our own we're we're God is just allowing us to use the things that He provides in the season that we are here. And when we know and recognize that the things that we have are really of the Lord's and they belong to the Lord, it allows us to be much more open-handed to give to others when it's not ours to begin with. It's just the Lord's. Uh, and so when we can go and give, and we know this is the Lord's to begin with, and we're just sharing what the Lord has allowed us to have some of, I think that's a really wonderful thing. So thank you girls for serving this morning. I really appreciate it. Cohen. Come here. Nobody can hear you. Okay, I was 
just going to tell you that the people organizing it said that we were just shy of 1,000 people coming to the Convoy wow. of Hope this morning. That's awesome. Praise the Lord. That's wonderful. Wow. Yes, good morning. Uh, what I witnessed it was uh, in the prayer tent, there were two gentlemen there that were medical missionaries. Uh, they were doctors serving time at, uh, serving time, uh, spending time at uh, <laughs> Bay Christie. Was, learning this, was this Brian or Brian, Brian and Pierce? And John. Uh, or, or was John Nick? Was Nick there? Sorry. Nick Thompson, was he there yeah. as well? A couple people, okay. But it was just encouraging to hear these people with a mission to uh, serve the Lord <coughs> as they go out as doctors in the world. And uh, anyway, it was just a neat uh, opportunity to meet people within the prayer tent. Um, we handed out a lot of Bibles, and uh, our prayer um, is that the people who took them would take them home and read them. Uh, so. It was encouraging to see that many people out, and it was a fun experience. Mm-hmm. You know, when when I was uh, younger, I, I was part of the Gideons that that hands out Bibles, that puts Bibles in hotels, and goes and hands out Bibles at schools. And one of the prayers I always remember, we would always pray before we would gather for a Bible, or when we'd gather for a Bible distribution, was that the word of the Lord does not return void. When the word goes out, it does not return void. And so when we gave the Bible out, we gave it out in confidence that the Lord is going to use that wherever he was placing that and whoever's hand he was placing those Bibles in. And so I believe this morning that that's what was happening there too, that the word of the Lord does not return void. That he was placing those Bibles in the hands of people knowing that that's what they needed. They, but they don't need just Bibles. The Bible is perfect in the word of the Lord, but they're going to they're need the relationship of people like you and I and, those people, and others who are in Church of Plainview and others in their surrounding congregations there to, to train them up, to disciple them in the ways of the Lord as, as they come to know the Lord. So, um, Zach, did you want to share something? Or Lisa? Gotta fight over the baby. This this really was a very beautiful opportunity for those of us who went, and thank you all for prayerfully sending us. It's this was not us out there; it was all of us together. We couldn't go without you guys sending us. So first of all, thank you very much. Um, it was really beautiful to see the people in our body really functioning individually in the way that God has gifted them and kind of just even for me just to like to witness witness that and I'll give you an example is Lena was very good at drawing people into the prayer tent and passing them to a prayer like that's just what she did like for some reason when she would ask people if they needed prayer they would say Yes, and she would just pull them in and give them to somebody else. And so when she went and took a break, we're like, where's all the people to pray for? Oh, Lena's not hooking them. Lena's not bringing them in. And so just, I just really want to call that out on you, that there's something God has put in you that, that people see, 
and they connect with, and they're willing to explore what you have to offer. And so I just want to bless you in that and to continue to bring people in. I, I mentioned it to Brian. He was like, oh, it's like she has a shepherd's crook. She just hooks them in and brings them in. I was like, yes, that was awesome. And so I just really want to bless you in that. That was really cool to see. Um, and the other thing I want to say is, do you pray for people sometimes? You just feel like you're not really connecting with their heart. Like you're praying and asking the Lord for things. It, honestly, it was a lot of that. Like people were, oh, you just pray for my health or my family. And, and I'll pray for those things. That's what you asked for. Um, but it was often it was hard to really feel like they were sensing God's presence in those prayers. It's just the way it was. But there was one... Um, example where it was not that, and that's what I want to share with you, is actually there's a woman who came up to the prayer tent, and she was angry, um, and she, she didn't speak English very good, so she was kind of rattling off in, in Spanish, and we're like, Greg, Greg, <laughs> come help, and so Greg came over, and she wasn't angry with us, but she was upset because she needed one more backpack for a child that couldn't, couldn't come with them couldn't come with her today, and they wouldn't give it to her because they have a rule that the child has to be present to get the backpack. It makes sense. But she was really stressed and really upset, and it just kept going on and on, and Greg was so patient, and, and he and I were just trying to understand, you know, what she was needing. And finally, we were just like, we have backpacks at the synagogue, and Greg was like, I'll go get one for you. We, we're really close. I'll go get you a backpack for your kid that, didn't get one here. And so he buzzed over here, and she was like, I'll wait. And she was still kind of upset. And then I didn't see him for a good while. And I thought, did she leave? Did he come back? I don't know. And then all of a sudden, they both came up together, and her countenance was changed. Like, there was something about that act of, of kindness where someone was willing to give her what she needed that wasn't available there. And all of a sudden, we're talking about, when is your service? What church do you go to? It's close here. Um, and, you know, all of these things. Oh, you have a Spanish ministry. And so we're writing down all of the information for this woman. And, and she's like, oh, I have these, you know, these problems physically. And I have made my children. And I'm stressed. And my family is out of country. And all these things. And then we could enter in and pray with her. And it was really, really beautiful. Um, and, you know, that we could tell that we were we were touching something there in her spirit that she desperately needed. And the reality is our first impression was like, oh boy, this is kind of awkward. So my encouragement to you is uh, press in to those awkward situations because sometimes that's what they need is, is, is someone to press in and not push away. Um, so I just encourage you, take that with you on the road, everywhere you go, with your family, with your friends, with your neighbors, to press into those uncomfortable places, because the Lord is there. You know, that makes me, too, think that sometimes the Lord will set up situations in, in our lives and in the lives of other people where he doesn't give you everything you need. He doesn't give them everything they need because he's setting up an opportunity for you to do that. to be the answer to their prayer, he shorted her a backpack on purpose. He didn't let that child come on purpose because it wouldn't have, she didn't, that's not what she needed. 
Yes, she needed the backpack, but she needed much more than the backpack. And the lack of a backpack gave an opportunity for ministry. Gave an opportunity for her to come to know the Lord. The lack of a backpack. What? Yeah. Because <laughs> God will use the lack of a backpack or a kid who couldn't come today because, <coughs> you know, got, got a sniffle or something. Um, God uses those kinds of things. Uh, we don't, sometimes we don't see that, what God's doing there. But he does. He does do that. All right. I'll uh, share with you a little bit about these pictures so that you kind of get a sense of a little bit of what it was like. So it's kind of hard to see there, but on the right side there is the, is the entrance gate, and that's basically as we were getting started at 9 o'clock. Okay? And so that's the line that had already formed of people waiting. Yeah. And so... Um, and there was basically a constant line for an hour. So when they say that we served almost a thousand people, all, most of those people were in the first hour. Right? That's all. It, that's all it took. And so, um, uh, and so it was hot out there. So some of us were even like passing water over to the people in line as they were coming. Um, that's a lot of the food bags. Um, and you can see that that was us just trying to get stuff prepared, just trying to get stuff ready, setting up in bags so that we could hand out bags and boxes of food and things as they came. So we fed them while they were there. We gave them water while they were there. They got backpacks while they were there, and then we gave them food to take home. Okay? Um, that's the backpacks. That's a bunch of backpacks lined up, and it's trash cans full of more backpacks. Okay? Um, that's the entrance as people coming in. You see the kids kind of handing out Bibles, sharing little pamphlets with people, um, talking to them as they come. That's the prayer in the medical tent, the prayer tent on the left and the medical tent on the right. And so people could come in, get food, get a backpack, and kind of walk by those tents on their way out. And that's kind of the food. The food was also lined up in a place that people wanted to drive up their car. They could drive up their car and, and load up their car with food. So there were people taking not just a bag home, but taking boxes home, things like that. Uh, is there one more? Or is that it? Oh, that's, that's still it. Um, so, uh, so I guess uh, for, for me, um, it's kind of funny that you talk about just some of the basic things that God does, um, filling people's needs and doing things. I did not spend most of my time helping in the prayer chain or anything. I was taking out trash, getting waters all over the place, stuff like that. Um, I did end up at the prayer tent once, um, and just as I came by, someone needed prayer. There was a boy who came in for prayer, and I was outside the tent and ended up praying with his grandmother because she was sitting there watching him, and I asked her what the story was, and she was kind of caring for this 10-year-old boy who wanted to be baptized. But... Um, the pastor wouldn't do it without the mother's permission, and the mother was kind of not really had her life straight, which kind of I understand that situation. So the 10-year-old boy was asking for prayer for someone, and I was praying with the grandmother for God to open up an opportunity for the boy to be baptized. Um, and so I, I think the interesting thing about that story really is just that, that the need is out there, right? That we don't want to be blind. Right. We don't want to be blind to the need. Um, and so, um, 
That's that's what we have to do. People are looking. People are hunting. This is someone who, it's very simply, he already was hearing the gospel with the church that his grandmother was taking him to, right? Um, but people are still looking for God. People are wanting more. Um, and um, so maybe maybe the, the funny story for me today actually is a little bit of an admonishment. Um, so as I was taking out the trash, someone actually stopped and took a picture of me taking out the trash, one of the workers, and, and said, it's not glamorous, but somebody's got to do it. And what struck me was, um, that's what it's going to be like when Yeshua returns, right? And he told the parable about the master returning, and what is he going to find the servants doing when he returns, Right? And so I got caught taking out the trash. I was doing something that was helpful, right? And, and it, was, it just kind of told me, like, you want to get caught something good, right? You want to, when, when Yeshua shows up, are you, are you going to get caught doing something right? Are you going to get caught doing something that God wanted you to be doing? Because you don't know when something's going to happen, when somebody's going to show up, when God's going to enter into your lives. You don't know what he's going to do. What are you going to be doing when he shows up, right? So um, just something to be thinking about there uh, because, yeah, not all of the service is glamorous, but if he shows up and you're working and you're doing something, nobody told me to take out the trash, right? I just saw that it needed done, and everybody else knew what they were doing. Everybody else had jobs, making the food, passing out the food, or doing something else. So it's all right. This needs done, and other people need support. So, um, anyway, just something to consider, right? You don't need to be ashamed of anything that you do to serve God. Um, but but what are, you, are you actually doing something in any way, shape, or form, right? And, and, you, and that's, that's the real concern, is are you actually doing something to support the kingdom, doing something to contribute, doing something to be a part of it, even if it's something just simple and menial, and that's okay, right? Um, and the other thought that struck me today is somebody has to be the donkey, right? Yeshua showed up on a donkey. Somebody needs to be the donkey. So, you know, again, there's no, there's no shame in anything that you do for the kingdom. Amen. Thank you, Zach. Annette, she's got more to share. Annette was there also. I've been, I've been successfully hijacked already, so it's all right. We're going to keep going. This is good. Um, I was in the prayer tent, and I also appreciate, you know, uh, she, she actually, you know, was bringing people in, but she also was directing people to who should pray for them, you know, specifically. You know, so she directed people to me and to others that were in the, in the prayer tent. There's one example I want to share. Um, I, I think we probably, on the average, um, prayed for at least 10 pe people or 10 families apiece. And um, so we were pretty active. <laughs> and uh, there's this one that I remember because, like Lisa was explaining, a lot of times people will ask for general prayer. And this one person, this one family, I, I felt like there was, there was something more. I was praying, Lord, there's something more. There's something more. And all of a sudden, 
you know, the word housing popped into my head. Because she hadn't asked for anything specifically, and I kept asking, isn't there anything specific I should pay for? And so I said, are you homeless? And she said, yes. And so then I started praying for housing. She is living with someone. She's not on the streets. Um, she and her family are not on the streets. She is in a, a place. Um, but it was really interesting because I, I felt like it needed to be handled immediately. And so I'm going to pray for that this is taken care of today. And so I did. And um, Sam McVeigh is one of the organizers um, for it and for the Convoy of Hope in Plainview. Just happened to be right by my side <laughs> at the time. So I asked him, is there, do we have a community service represented here for housing? And there was. And so he got a hold of that person. He got her information. He made contact right on the spot, right after the prayer. And I really, you know, he fully expected that um, that was going to be handled today. I do, you know, um, one of the things that, that amazed me, though, because we all were amazed, because in the prayer tent we were talking about this, this subject, about how everybody got their groceries. They didn't run out before everybody got what they needed. The food lines where they were serving food, serving breakfast, never ran out. And uh, like I think I heard somebody say, you know, they were giving at the end, they were saying, we have food left over. If you need, want food, you can take it home with you. I mean, you know, they were, had, had food left over in, in, food, in the, when I say food lines, they were serving breakfast. So in the breakfast lines, they had food left over. And God just provided, provided. It was just, it was great. Praise <laughs> God. Twelve baskets left over. <laughs> I love Annette your testimony that that the word gave, the Lord gave you a word of knowledge too, um, and that you listened to the Spirit there, um, and and you vocalized that because that right there is enough to grab hold of someone's heart sometimes. To say, whoa, the Lord sees me where I am. The Lord knows me in my circumstances. And so when we allow the Lord to use us as a conduit and, and, and don't try and get in the way, just allow him to say what he's putting on our hearts and to pray what he's putting on our hearts, he's going to use us to change the lives of the people that he puts in front of us, like... He did this morning. You know, we have, I mean, we're, we're right in front of Plainview. The Lord has put Plainview in front of us. You know, I, I wasn't like in the decision to buy this building in 2008 when we bought this building. I wasn't, I don't think I was part of the, whoever made that decision to buy this building. Um, I don't know if I would have chosen this area, like, on purpose. It's, it's not like the, 
You know, if you want to target the Jewish people, if you consider Wichita how much of a Jewish population, you're not going to go here. Okay? You might go up in between, like, Wichita State and 21st and, Wood, and Woodlawn and, and Central and kind of that area. You might go there. Maybe. Um, not here. But God put us here and he put us in front of Plainview as a with people he set in front of us, a population that's very transient as well, um, very, it has the nations coming to it. It's, it's a, a population of many immigrants. The nations are coming to us and putting it in front of us, and, and they're often very poor as well in, in that neighborhood. And so he's putting these opportunities in front of us, and we have to say he nay. And we can't be of the mindset, well, like, sometimes people come to Messianic Judaism and they're coming maybe out of a, out of a church or something, and they have bitterness towards the church. And I will tell you that we are not bitter towards the church. Um, we are part of the greater body of Messiah at Remnant of Israel, and so is the church at Plainview, and so is the other churches in the area of Plainview. And we want to partner with them, like we did this morning with Convoy of Hope. It's, it's a good thing for us to do, and we will continue to do things like this. Um, not, not just Convoy of Hope. Uh, and, and so this is very intentional for us to join with them in this way, and to serve the neighborhood that God has put us here in front of. And so I'm so excited that we're able to do this. Um, I'm, this is as, as good of a report as I, as I would have asked for, you know, to come back. I, I, I mentioned to Zach on Thursday, and I was like, hey, I think we should, uh, you should come back and give a report when you're done. And you're like, oh, okay. <laughs> you know, it's like you weren't expecting it, but at the same time, this is exactly what we need to hear. This is, this is, this is you know, I believe part of what, when, when, the, when the Lord described through the Spirit, through Paul, and saying in, in Corinthians how he described a, a service happening when we get together and some have a, 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 a prophecy or some have a, a word of knowledge and some have a testimony. Like, this is a testimony that some had to share today. And this is part of our, what our gathering should be like. That when the Lord has given you a word, when the Lord has given you a message, when the Lord has given something that he's done in your life that's going to encourage and build up the rest of the congregation, that we should be ready to share that with other people in, in the body. That we should not keep that to ourselves. Because it's encouraging the rest of us now to go and do these things too. And to step out in faith. And to operate in the gifts that God has given us. And your gifts are unique as well. And, but now you should know that you can use those, and you should use those, and you should be encouraged in those giftings, to, be, to, using, to using those giftings. So that's what I'll, I'm going to just wrap up there. I'm not, I'm not going to... I'm going to save my sermon for next time. We're going to talk about healing, part one. There might be multiple parts. I called it part one because I kind of anticipated there was multiple parts, even though I haven't uh, written the rest of it. Um, we'll scrap that. Brian, we'll save it for next time. Thanks for putting those slides up, though.
What's that? No more edits? Oh, I can't guarantee you that there's no more edits. You're giving me more time to work on it. So. <laughs> and, and, an engineer is never done. <laughs> Wes? If you didn't hear less, um, he asked me to read First Chronicles, for chapter 29, uh, verses 10 through 16, talking about the Lord calling us to bless those around us. So if you want to open your Bibles to First Chronicles 29, a psalm and a hymn, is a scriptural song, a scripture we want to share. The entirety of the Word of God is for edification, for reproof, for discipline, for building us up. First Chronicles chapter 29, starting in verse 10, it says, David blessed the Lord, blessed Adonai before the whole congregation, saying, this is where you wanted me to read, right? Yep. Blessed are you, Adonai, God of Israel, our Father, from eternity to eternity. Yours, Adonai, is the greatness, the power, and the splendor, and the victory, and the majesty, indeed, everything in heaven and earth. Yours is the kingdom, Adonai, and you are exalted above all. Both riches and honor come from you. You rule over everything. In your hand is power and might. In your hand to magnify and give strength to all. Now, our God, we give thanks, give you thanks, and praise your glorious name. But who am I and who are my people that we should be able to offer so willingly as this? For everything comes from you, and from your hand we have given to you. For we are sojourners before you, mere transients like our fathers. Our days on earth are like a shadow without security. Out of Nihilohenu, all this abundance that we have laid aside to build you a house for your holy name is from your hand. It all belongs to you. We are his hands. We are his body. We are his hands and his feet. Of course, the context of that was building the temple, but we are the body. We are the temple. The temple is within us as well. Our body is the temple. We are the living hands and feet of Messiah Yeshua, and we have to use all of the resources that God has given us and, and be generous and open-handed with them towards our neighbors. Welcome back, kids. Just in time for the kiddish. <laughs> 